in any area that you're not submitted to God because you're submitted to a lie, in that area, the devil won't flee from you. You submit yourself to God once you have dealt with the truth, once you've allowed the lie to come up to the surface. So you say, wow, that's a lie from the pit and I've been believing it all my life. Well, but it limits you. You can't grow in your walk because you won't get involved in things you're supposed to because you're believing a lie. And then at the very same time, be submitted to the truth, which would be the opposite of that lie. But we're gonna walk trusting in the Lord in simple faith with humility. I titled today, How to Stay Delivered. How many of you know those people that, you know, they're, they're, they'll come in for deliverance and then next week they need deliverance for the same demon. They come back and they need deliverance again and again and again and again for the same, and then years go by and they still need deliverance for the same demon. They get delivered, but then they, they need deliverance for the same, same old thing. I wanna talk to you about a few things here about staying delivered and some things that you can do to stay delivered, to stay clean, to stay healed, okay? It's not just deliverance, healed, to stay healed. You guys know those, they get healed here. They go, wow, God just touched me, healed me, all pain left. In a week or two, they come back and sometimes, not always, but sometimes, they'll say the pain came back, right? And so then they believe sometimes that lie that says, oh, you didn't get healed or God didn't really wanna heal you or it wasn't true or whatever their lie they believe. It's a lie that they believe. When you believe a lie, you empower the liar, right? But Jesus came to set you free. And when he says he came to set us free, he meant like truly 100% free, 100%. The Bible says no greater love, right? No greater love has he other than he that laid down his life for us, for his friends. And we are to walk in that same kind of love for ourselves, for Jesus, for one another. We're to walk in the love of God. No doubt is allowed to remain in us, in you, okay? So Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon that's been formed against you can prosper. So if the Bible says, the word of God says, no weapon formed against you can prosper, we know that it might be formed, it just cannot prosper. We know that it might be there, it just is not allowed to find its home, a permanent home within us. So therefore, hanging on to this word, right, moving forward, we know that anything that we may be experiencing today that is not of God, actually has to go. We don't tolerate works of darkness in our lives, right? We won't tolerate it. So turn your Bibles to Matthew and uh, chapter 12 and verse 43. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. And then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. We're called to meditate on the Word of God. Our lives are to be filled, filled, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, not empty. So it says, and when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, uh, more wicked than himself. Uh, and they enter and they dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than, is worse than the first so shall it be with this wicked generation. Seven spirits, stronger, stronger than the first, try to come in and occupy that territory. A, a long time ago, I had somebody say to me, I don't want you to pray for deliverance because, for me, they said, because I don't want demons to come back seven times stronger. Because they knew that verse they didn't really know that verse because they totally twisted and perverted the word of God. That's not what that means. 
the truth of it is, is you should want deliverance. You should want freedom because the blood has already been shed for you. Salvation is not just salvation unto heaven from escape from hell and sin, but salvation, which is, yes, the salvation of your body from hell to heaven, free from sin, but to be healed and to be delivered. The, the whole package, sozo, right? But there is truth to this, to this scripture. Of course there's truth. It's the word of God. This individual had it twisted, though. What we need to do is recognize when there is a demonic assignment that's been sent against you, and it can come in various ways. I'm going to touch on some of them in a moment here. When there is a demonic assignment that's come against you, you're not to tolerate it. You're not to feed it. You're not to entertain it. You're not to ignore it. You're not to just be okay with it. You are to kick it out. Absolutely. It's just that when you cast that demon out, you need to make sure you get filled up with the Holy Ghost. You're not supposed to leave your body empty, your mind empty, and you're just open for anything that comes its way. Every lie that tries to come back and knock at that door, you need to literally kick it out. What I find a lot of the times is, is that people are not walking. And I'm talking about God-fearing people that, you know, Holy Ghost, people filled with the Spirit of God. They love Jesus. What I find a lot of the times, it's not that they're literally walking in outright sin. They're not purposely, they're not going, they're not cheating on their husbands. They're, they're, not, they're not doing, they're not cheating the government. They're not doing these things that are obvious. They're not robbing, stealing from the, they're not doing these outward obvious things. They're not smoking on the, on the side, you know, and acting Christian in front of church, in front of people. They're not doing the obvious, right? They're not doing that. Most. I know there are some. But that's not the category of what I'm talking about. They're not walking in outward sin. Some of them it's generational, of course. We've touched on that a lot. But for some, it is not that at all. For some, it is a lie that has been believed. I was talking to somebody just the other day, and they said, I do self-deliverance all the time. I command this thing to leave me all the time. I'm constantly commanding this thing to go, and it doesn't. It stays no matter how many times a day I tell this thing to go. And they were frustrated. I said, there's no way that demon is going to leave you. And they said, what do you mean? And I said, because you believe a lie. When you believe a lie, you have empowered that demon. And that lie can be anything. It's just contrary to truth. The Word of God is truth. Let well, The Word of God is truth. Right? Let every man be a liar. But God is truth. Right? So I says, you believe a lie. You can't cast out that spirit. You can't cast, cast out a spirit of, of jealousy when you're believing that something bad's going to happen to your marriage. And you're trying to cast out a spirit of jealousy, and you're doing it day by day, moment by moment. But with the very next breath, you firmly believe that this individual is going to cheat on you, and you know it. What's the lie believed? The lie believed has empowered and overcome the victory that could have been yours, that should be yours. It may not be your scenario, but there's still, and there may still be a lie. So many kinds of lies. I'm always going to be rejected no matter what. And you're constantly casting out a spirit of rejection and telling that spirit of rejection to go. But deep down inside, what do you believe? John 8, 31, 32. I've told you and I've spoke on this so many times, right? And we've talked about it is the truth that sets you free, but it's the truth that you know that makes you free. You shall know the truth and the truth that you know will set you free. 
when you believe that Jesus is, he is the way, the truth, and the life, when you believe everything within you, Christ in you, the hope of glory, has come to make his home within you, and that anything that does not line up with the truth is a lie, and you, you cast it out because you change your belief system, you walk, you walk totally delivered and healed and free. See, when you think people are going to reject you, reject you, they are. And I don't care how many times you try to cast out a spirit of rejection, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Because you're holding on to it with one hand and you're trying to kick it out with the other. Does this make sense? So therefore, we have to think about what do I believe? What area in my life is there a belief system that is not of God? Because it's in that area that you're being bound, not because Jesus doesn't want to set you free because he already did at the cross. But with our own thinking, we can bind ourselves up into a place of, of literal, just bondage, just literal bondage. But truth sets us free. How important is it to sit with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and literally ask him, Father, show me the areas in my life that maybe I'm believing a lie because I, don't, I may not be aware of it. That's the thing. People are not. When I told this individual that, she went, oh my gosh, you're right. Though she was thinking about this for many, many years, she never thought about it. It's subtle. These belief systems are in our heart. They're subtle. A lot of times they come from our child, our child, like, you know, our childhood years, and we don't think about them because we're so, we're so programmed to, you know, having these thoughts and these emotions, and we don't really think about them anymore, right? So people that are constantly having to get delivered over and over and over and over and over and over many times, now, like, if they go back into the pit and they do things they shouldn't, then obviously they've left the door open in that way. But, but sometimes it's not that they live clean lives they're in their word they're strong in jesus they love him they are very careful about how they walk how they live how they talk they're careful they they know they're living consecrated lives lives but the lies are still keeping them in bondage say that's not going to be me because i'm asking the lord to reveal every lie because when jesus reveals the lie to you you can replace it with the truth so the Bible says in James 4, 7, to submit yourselves to God, right? Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. You submit yourself to God once you have dealt with the truth, once you've allowed the lie to come up to the surface. So you say, wow, that's a lie from the pit, and I've been believing it all my life. Wow, because my father abandoned me, now I think all men are going to abandon me, including my husband. That's a lie. That your mom was cruel, therefore all, every woman is so wicked and you don't want to get close. You don't want to have anything to do with women's ministries because you know how women are. A lie. But it limits you. You can't grow in your walk because you won't get involved in things you're supposed to because you're believing a lie, right? Isn't this true? Now, we need to let God in so he can heal those areas. I'm not saying they're not there. They're there. But we need to let Jesus heal our heart and change our thinking. When our thinking lines up with the Word of God, that's when we walk in freedom. That's when we walk in freedom. We, when we, our thinking literally aligns itself with the Spirit of the living God, there is no lie that can bind you. There is no curse that can limit you. None whatsoever. E whatsoever. Even if that scenario that you thought might happen does happen. Wow. Even if that lie that you believed might happen when you've been, when you become free from that lie. Even if that thing was to happen, it doesn't have any hold on you. It doesn't, it totally loses its grip. 
Death, where is your sting? It totally loses its grip. That's how we're to walk. Truly free. Because there's enough power, Holy Ghost power, inside of you to literally rise up above that circumstance if it was to have happened, like I said, the scenario, and actually speak truth so that it completely dissipates in Jesus' name. We do not battle against flesh and blood. We are battling against powers and principalities, and we know that we have already been given access to the King of Kings and to the Court of Heaven. We've been given access already to the Holy of Holies, and that's where our answers lie, right? With Him. So James 4, 7 says, submit. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You cannot resist the devil, think he's going to flee from you if you're not submitted to the truth. You cannot be submitted to a lie and submitted to a truth at the same time. They're polar opposites. You cannot be submitted to a lie, okay, and then at the very same time be submitted to the truth, which would be the opposite of that lie. You have to choose your side. But Jesus says, choose this day whom you're going to serve. We know we're going to choose him. So I think maybe some of you have some work to do in the area of, Father, show me the lies that I believe because I don't want to have to live with them any longer. They're literally limiting my walk. And no longer, I'm a, there's lies people believe about finances. God doesn't want to give you any more. He's keeping you poor to help you build your character or whatever. You know, all kinds of lies, all kinds of lying schemes, all kinds of lies. You need to find out where the areas are. And you do that by asking the Lord. He will reveal them to you because he's faithful. He knows the end from the beginning. Right, woman of God? He knows the end from the beginning. And so, therefore, he will tell you even, and you'll be surprised sometimes. But, wow, I didn't even know that was in there. I didn't even know I was believing that. How many of you guys can testify that this has already happened? I didn't even know I was believing that lie, but it was affecting me nonetheless. Many of us. But then when God shines his, his light upon those areas and you realize now it's your responsibility to do something with what he's revealed to you. And we will do so, right? So we cannot resist the devil and think he's going to flee if we're not submitted to God. You might say, but I am submitted to God. In any area that you're not submitted to God because you're submitted to a lie, in that area the devil won't flee from you i'm just trying to put this in different ways so that we can hear it sometimes i might say it one way and you know you'll understand you got it revelation hit but over here it didn't i'll rephrase it say it a little differently and then go oh wow i got it i get it now we must be submissive to the lord our god in every way 100 percent because his word truly sets us free over the years, you should see yourself be more and more and more free in Him. So there are many people that will come, they'll get deliverance, but then they'll go right back. Lies believed kept them in bondage, leaving the door open. Now in this passage, it says that it, um, they swept it, the house was swept clean, put in order. Then he goes and he takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than themselves, and they enter there, and the last state is worse than the first. Is that possible? 100%. 100% possible. Of course it is. It's the Word of God. Is it supposed to happen to you? No. Not at all. But when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you, you allow Him to fill those areas, and you, remind, you remember that you are a child of the Most High God. You remember that you carry dunamis power. You remember that you have creative power literally on the inside of you and that you walk with Christ. And the Bible says that as Jesus is, so are you in this world. 
right? You are literally walking with the power of God flowing through you. But you can't do that unless you're connected to the vine. We're going to stay connected to the vine in order to do this, right? And as you stay connected to the vine, you're literally connected to the life source of heaven. Think about that. When you stay connected to the vine, you're connected to the life source of heaven. No demon that tries to come back and reinfest itself in you would even be given a chance. Because you would recognize it right away and kick that thing out. What mean kick it out? The lie, the thought, knocking at the door. Well, some, and it, sometimes it's not even a thought, it's an emotion. It makes you feel a certain way. I don't know why I'm frustrated. I don't know why I'm angry. I just am. Well, you're just going to let that devil find residency again? Or are you going to say, I'm filled with the power of the Holy Ghost? I'm filled with resurrection power. I'm kicking that thing out before it tries to come back in. I will not allow that demon to come back, that spirit to come back, that lying spirit to come back in. Is it work? It's work. It is work. Is it worth it to live free? 100%. You better believe it. 100%. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says to trust. Trust in the Lord. Are we going to trust in the Lord with all of our heart? And lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct our paths. He'll make our paths straight. Right? Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord. In this whole process, we trust in Jesus. He's good. He's faithful. He is faithful. We trust in Jesus. And we know that as we trust in Jesus, the humble, he raises up. The prideful find their way back down. The humble, he raises up. The pride, he resists right? But we're going to walk trusting in the Lord in simple faith with humility. And as you do this, and you say, I'm going to stay filled up. I'm going to stay filled up with the Holy Ghost. When I stay filled up with the Holy Ghost, and I hear his voice, and he says, I want you to go and lay your hands on that individual. I want you to speak life to that individual. I, I want you to go in and, and help that individual. Just be the hands and feet. God will give you the wisdom. He'll give you the exact instruction. You will help that individual. And how, how do you know that, that what was going on with them? Maybe they were one of these people that we're talking about today. Just constantly get reinfested with these rats, with demons, right? They're leaving food out. Rats only come when there's food. That's why so, many so much of the time we will equate a demon to a rat. Because you're feeding it. You're feeding it with lies. You're not feeding it with truth. You're allowing it to stay. And they bring their friends, don't they? They bring their friends. But that's not us. You know, demons come in clusters. There's clumpings. There's groupings. Right? And so when you cast out a demon, you need to cast out everything that God tells you. You can throw your books away, by the way. People go, oh, I've got, you know, i got to, and i got to. No, actually, they're okay sometimes, depending on the book. But what you really need is the Holy Spirit. What you really need is the living God to speak to you. And when you hear, and it may have nothing to do with a man-made list may have nothing to do with a man-made list. You're casting out a demon of fear and something completely different pops up because the Spirit of God spoke to you and you completely, you heard it and you cast that thing out and it was the key to releasing that individual. Is that true? So sometimes people get dependent upon, they rely on a, on, a, on a book and they forget to rely on the Holy Spirit. That's my point. Not that books are bad. Depending on the author, you have to know who you're reading though. But sometimes people will use these as a crutch. They become idols. We cannot allow even a good thing to become an idol. My point is, is relying on the Holy Spirit. God wants to speak to you. The more you're used to hearing his voice, the easier it becomes. The 
more that you're used to hearing God's voice, the more still you be in his presence. I don't care what's coming around you. You're like, you're just, you're, you're just so focused on him that no matter what demon spirit tries to inter, interfere, absolutely no access given. That's, that's my prayer for all of you. Absolutely no access given. None whatsoever. You guys are at a church that is definitely prophetic healing, right? Deliverance healing. The reason that I felt the need to talk about this scripture today is because you guys are all ministers of reconciliation. That's what the Bible says. You're ministers of reconciliation. You're going to have times where you're going to pray for somebody and you pray and then it, it's like the same old the next week and the next week and you're casting out demons the same over and over and over and over and you, you can get to the point where you get frustrated and you're like, what in the world, you know? There's a lie. Ask the Lord. Speak to that individual. What's the lie that's keeping them bound? Because you can't just keep casting it out unless it has lost its, its right to be there. 2 Corinthians, you can turn your word to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. It says here, talking about spiritual war, I'm going to jump up though to verse 3. It says, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God. Every one of you have mighty weapons in God, in Christ. Those mighty weapons in God are for pulling down strongholds. What we're talking about right now is strongholds of the mind. We are referring to strongholds of the mind. Okay, Jesus needs to be our stronghold, our strong tower. The righteous will run to him and they will be safe. But there are strongholds of the mind that need to be addressed. So it's casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That's how Satan works. Trying to raise up a fortress against the knowledge of God and he uses you to do it. He uses those thoughts and those emotions that are opposite and contrary to the word to do it. I'm going to reread that portion of scripture. Casting down, that's our job. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself. A high thing is a prideful thing. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. It is your job to cast it down bringing every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Christ. You can't cast it down until you bring it into obedience. That's why for some of you, it wasn't working when you said, I am casting that to, commanding that to go and it's just not leaving. Bring it to obedience, the obedience of Jesus Christ first. Change the lie to the truth. And then you command that thing to go. Separate it from your soul, from your emotions that have gotten used to hanging on to that lie. Literally by speaking forth. Literally by speaking it forth. I command this thing to be separated from the layers of my soul in the name of Jesus. Just as we were praying for our sweet sister and her hand was opening up. And it was like this before. And her hand just opened up by speaking under the unction of the authority of Jesus Christ. Right? By speaking, knowing that you're connected to the vine, knowing that you carry his spirit, his power, that hand straightened out, right? That is how our lives are to be walked in. Something that is not of God, we bring it to obedience. What did the word just say? 
bring it to obedience first. Find out the lie so that you can come into obedience to Christ. And then cast that thing out. Command the lie to go. Command the lie to go in the name of Jesus, right? And we need to do this because if not, we know what the enemy's plan, his assignment is. And then it says, be ready. Look at verse 6. Be ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. See, God doesn't just say, I want you to be delivered. He says, now I want you to go and attack your attackers. Now I want you to go and do business. Uh, I want you to go and use, and use the warfare, the keys of warfare, and go back and go take authority over every place that the enemy tried to come against you and your family. Now I want you to go and attack the attackers. Be ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. You can't punish disobedience if you're still in it. You can't punish disobedience if you're still disobedient. You might go, but I'm not disobedient. I love God. Where are your thoughts? What are you believing? Because there's so much power available for you in Christ. So much power available for all of us, every single one of us. So it goes right back to the, our minds. It goes right back to what's believed. Belief is a very powerful thing. Our belief, right? Those, those demons only came back seven times stronger because no, because the mind was allowed to be sloppy. The mind was not putting up the right fortress. The mind was not allowing the Spirit of God to speak and fill them. Instead, every individual, every spirit that came alongside trying to knock on that door, familiar spirit. Say, not on my watch. I, I'm learning something today. And you're, being, and you're getting stronger because of it in Ephesians chapter 6. And the first five are for your defense, and the last two are for attack, your attack, okay? Most people think of six, but there's actually seven. Number one, the helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, belt of truth, gospel shoes of peace, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. Those are the six that most of the times we list. But the seventh one is continual prayer. When you walk in continual prayer, you allow this, the armor of God to do its job because this is all done through prayer. Everything that I've already spoken about to you today, only through the power of prayer. Not the power of self, the power of the Holy Spirit because you're prayerful. When you are prayerful, you're full of prayer. You're communing with the Spirit of the living God. When you commune with the Spirit of the living God in agreement with his word, guess what? All of heaven is on your side. All of heaven comes to rescue you. I remember years ago when I was new as a believer, and, and I remember hearing the Lord say, all of heaven is going to rescue you. All of heaven. And I knew that God will do whatever he needed to do, but he was going to rescue me because I pleased him. You please God when you walk with him. You please God when your life represents a prayerful life. You please God. You please God when you see all of this other stuff that we've been talking about today. You know, demons, people being infested with demons over and over and over again and seven times stronger. You hear all kinds of perverse things about that scripture and it brings in fear to people. So many people are afraid of demons, but why? They're just fallen spirits. You have got... Yeah, you have got the power of the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you. So there is no weapon formed against you that can prosper. But when our mind, our thoughts, our emotions, right, our spirit, all is in divine alignment. And that's what today was really about. Walking free from demonic spirits is very simple can't believe a lie and you need to stay centered in Christ your mind your emotions your thoughts all of you and be prayerful 
When you stay in a position of prayer, praying continually, and you know that is the will of God. This is what the Bible says. It is the will of God that we pray continually, that we, we talk to our Heavenly Father. And He talks to us. And He gives us the keys. And He tells us what to do. Then every lying spirit has to go because it's under our feet. And victory is ours because we've submitted ourselves to Christ. When we submit to God, we resist the devil, then he has to flee. Amen?